Craft Beer Radio, episode 448, recorded on December 23rd, 2017. <laughs> Greg's in a very soundboardy mood tonight, apparently. <laughs> um, well, that was the Kings. That's my favorite Christmas song. I don't get sick of that one. I, I don't hear that very often, so I don't get sick of it. Um, I just uh, heard in some store I was at uh, Last Christmas by Wham. Oh, I hate that song. Almost as bad as almost as much as Santa Baby. All right, so what we have, we have uh, some beers that were sent to us and a few extra that we have, and uh, we're going to start with Due South that sent this to us. Thank you, Due South. This is Citrified. 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 Uh, 5.8% by volume, 42 IBU, American Pale Ale, hopped with Citra. It has, it's filling the room with hop aroma. Due South is in like Boynton, Boynton Beach. Beach, Florida. One of the um, brewers, uh, well, former brewer, I follow him on Twitter. So this will be the first time I've had Due South beers. Um, he changed his Twitter handle. It's a less of, of offensive now. And now it's Florida Brewer as opposed to Brew Cocky. <laughs> well, Brew, you can be cocky and not have... No, no, no. K U K K E. Oh, get it? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Um, so it's a hazy IPA, but it, not, it's it, yeah, it's look, not. It doesn't look. I don't think it's a northeast IPA, but it's very hazy. It looks like. I mean, it smells like it was like super dry hop. Like mm-hmm. you got a bit of a hop pellet aroma there from the citra and all the dry hopping. So the haziness is probably just from. All the dry hopping, I would think. So, yeah, pours a golden haze with a kind of light shaving cream style head. It's a lot of very you know, pelletized hop aroma. Um, yes, yeah, I, I smelled that when I first cracked the can. It smelled kind of like the, the hop pellets, you know. And when I sniffed it earlier, same thing. But now I'm getting past that, and I'm, I'm getting more into, like, the fruit. I'm getting this pretty big grapefruit, a uh, little bit, like, clementine or, like, a sweet orange. No, I just got a bit of pineapple there, too. So, yeah, the, once you get past that initial mm-hmm. um, burst of... And it's not necessarily palatized. It could be just if you grab a whole bunch of fresh hops, you grind yeah. them up in your hand, and you get, you get a very similar... Yeah, I, I would love to come up with a good description of what that flavor is. Like, when you... Take a hop pellet and like bite off a mm-hmm. piece of it, or if you like, kind of dissolve it in water, and like it has this. I guess it's a more veg- vegetation, veg- vegetative type flavor, or something like that, and right? considerably sharper. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it's it, it hits stronger because yeah, you're not necessarily getting the lupulin extract, but you're getting more of the stuff from the plant. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what you're tasting when when we say it has this kind of hop pellet flavor. I mean, anyone who's home brewed. I think we'll have a pretty clear idea of the characters. I just would like to give more general adjectives to it if I could yeah. come up with them. Well, it's it's kind of the straight, like, lupulin, right? It's the stuff that's in in the glands. Well, that's kind of stuff. 
don't know if pulverized is the right word, but I mean, because the, 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 the leafy stuff, so the cones are all chopped up mm-hmm. and it kind of gets mixed up in there. But I, I don't think it's the straight up lupulin that I'm talking about when I'm talking about hot okay. pellet flavors. I think it's more of the the plant the material. The leafy part. Yeah. Yeah, the aroma on this one now, it, it definitely is nice and tight and you're getting big citrus aromas coming off of it. Has a nice malt character yeah. to it, kind of um, a biscuit honey thing. Mm, mm-hmm. Really good malt character, and it really plays nicely with the citrus flavors from the hops, almost like jam on toast type thing. It's not what I would consider like your standard hazy IPA, like Northeast IPA, but it it's a little it's a little heavier in terms of its carbonation, but it really does go down smooth and easy. Uh, has a nice, really nice citrusy backbone to it. Definitely in the phase three area in terms of hopping. There's a neat thing going on here with the saturation of the citra that I'm getting something new out of it. I'm not getting your run-of-the-mill um, citrus, you know, like something. I'm trying to figure out, is it, is it like kumquats? Is it tomato, like green tomato or something like Ooh, that? Tomato is a good call. Yeah, definitely. There, there's a like a, a nice sour tomato. Mm-hmm. Get some some of that. It, it, it's a similar flavor to that. It's not it's not sour or tart, but there's mm-hmm. a there's a flavor, kind of sharp tomatoey flavor, a greenish yeah thing that comes along with it. Don't eat tomato leaves, by the way; they're poisonous. Okay, thanks. <laughs> the um yeah, but no that that's the part that I'm like most fascinated on this beer because that's the novel thing to me. That's the the thing that's like unique about this beer that's standing out and I'm going to keep dialing in and trying to, to enjoy that. But this has a really well put together flavor to it for sure. It's like a tomato juice cocktail. <laughs> I say that jokingly, but it, when you said that it mm-hmm. definitely brought that to mind and maybe like a cherry tomato thing, right? Cause it's yeah. more like those, like the burst of flavor you get from one of those. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it doesn't have a bursting yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of a mix between, you know, a cherry tomato and like, you know, a greenish like a green some kind of green tomato as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and orange and mm-hmm. um and a bit of pineapple. Mm-hmm. This is neat. People are gonna think that we're that it, we say it tastes like tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's 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 not the main part of the flavor. Mm-hmm. It's the unusual part of the flavor that, of course, you know, like, well, we've talked about all those other flavors mm-hmm. nonstop. So let's let's dial in on what's unique about this thing. This is the Due South Citrified. I'm feeling citrified. This is good. I would definitely have more of this. Yep, this just came the other day. Oh, let's see what the date can. Canned on 12.5. Mm. Best within 90 days. Yeah, nice and fresh. Um... Man, I would get a six-pack of this easy. This is really good. Yeah. I, I like how the malt character, the malt backbone, really balances this beer out and gives you that, like I said earlier, that jam-on-toast type character. Yeah. Or to go with the tomatoes thing, think about a nice club sandwich, maybe. Mm-hmm. Kind of an, a, a wheat uh, bread, toasted wheat bread with some... With some tomatoes and <laughs> mandarin orange slices. Yeah. 
Mm. Oh, that was we we finished that right quick because we were really into that. And the flavors came to you. You didn't have to go looking for mm-hmm. them. Okay. Should we? So these are just dark. Yeah. Two more IPAs. And... Yeah, I think we go with the Belgian next. Then we go back to the double IPA. Okay. We kind of just kind of bounce back. Oh, wait. Let's do the Shiner because this thing is probably going to be lighter in overall flavor. Um, It's Hop Jacked. Hop Jacked? That's what they say. Named after founder Cosmo Split. So this all malt lager is Hop Jacked for additional aroma and flavor. Uh, first brewed in 1993. Yeah, copy 5%. Bitterness 18 IBU. This is the Shiner Cosmos Reserve. Cosmos. So maybe this is an IPL that. In 1993? Well, you know, we'll see. So it it pours like a, an amberish color. So like an amber. amber lager. Yeah, it looks like a Vienna lager or something along those lines. Has a slight, uh, you know, a multi melanoidy aroma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost like a Baca aroma or something like that. I mean, it is Shiner, right? So you would think, you know, they're known for the Shiner Bach, which isn't really Bach light. Right. You know, but this one, is, you know, it's a reserve. What was the ABV on this one? Five. Five. So it might probably have a little bit more body as well. It smells like it. They say it's a beer that's every bit as unique as the man himself. Yeah, I think a Bach definitely carries through in the flavor, too. It has a very full body, relatively sweet. You kind of get some... Um, this is a slightly more um, full Shiner Bach. A lot fuller. Like, I mean, this one, you wouldn't say? I wouldn't say Compared, that. I mean, I wouldn't say this is a very, very full beer. I'm saying it's... Right, that's what I'm saying. Compared to Shiner Bach. I don't think Shiner Bach is all... I mean... I haven't had it in a while, mm-hmm. but I think it's, you know, there's stuff there, but it's it's not, you know, if, if it turned up to five, this has mm-hmm. turned up to around seven or eight. It's not turned up to ten, you know, it's, you, neither, you know, neither yeah. of these are. So. I'm not sure what hop jacking is, but it's not really standing out. Not particularly, no. We just had a big citra beer, too. So I, I wonder, mean, is it hop backed? Is it no, a typo? It says hop jacked. I know. Did they put a typo in there? I don't know. No idea. Hopjacked. Yeah, the B and the J is not the same finger when you're typing. Right. So, yeah. So, nope. Yeah, so this is the Cosmos uh, Reserve. This is, um, yeah, so it's has kind of um, that multi-melanoidony flavor. So, it's not too grainy or biscuity. It's more of like a... Uh, a cake-like thing, a little bit sweeter. Um, <clears throat> you know, somewhere between Vienna Lager and Bach is where it lands. Right. I would like this more than Chain or Bach, mm-hmm. uh, if I had to choose. Yeah, if I wanted a good Amber Lager, you know, this one fits in real well. Yeah, there are other ones that I, would, I think I would prefer, but this is not bad. 
it's not really i mean it's not leaving me wanting right this, yes this one's satisfying where i've had other shiner beers I'm like eh, well, this one this one's good this one's decent the same side it's not like i don't feel like with the citrified i was like man oh, i want to yeah. get a six pack of this and don't feel like i want to go out, go out and grab a six pack of this well when was the last time you were excited about shiner I don't know about Shiner, but there's certainly been times I've been excited about Amber Lagers, or at least something along sure. those lines. That wasn't my question. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one, this one's good. This is kind of elevating my overall opinion uh, of Shiner and the beers they make. I think this one is a is a solid beer worth trying. Mm-hmm. Not too much more detail to go into the flavor, though. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, nineteen ninety three. It's been around a while, so it's not you know they didn't really. I doubt they've changed it much since then. Nineteen ninety three was probably pretty, pretty flavorful mm-hmm. uh, beer compared to what else was out there. Yeah. All right, let's go back to hoppy. All right, back to hoppy. So you're going to do the other Due South? Yeah, let's just do that. Okay. The second Due South is their Category 5 IPA. Again, these were sent to us by Due South. Thank you. Way down in Florida. Imperial India Pale Ale, 8.5% IPA. 8.5% IPA and 8.5% alcohol by volume. Um, it's 96 IBU. It won some awards. 2014 Best Florida Beer Championships Gold Medal for Imperial IPA. 2014 Florida Beer Championships Second Runner-Up for Best in Show. 2015 Best Florida Beer Championships Bronze Medal for Imperial IPA. I guess some other one hit hit it down in the the year. And then 2017, the Can-Can Awards. Can-Can Friends of the Can-Can Awards. Can-Can Awards. Yes. Uh, this won a silver medal for Imperial IPA. We got honorary gold medals. We do. <laughs> Another very hazy. Very hazy one. It wasn't hazy until I poured all the goodness at the bottom. I out. see. Okay. So it was kind of clear, but I figured it's probably hoppy goodness. Yeah. In the, based on the last one. The right? thicker part at the bottom, so I poured it all out. They say, designed for the true hop head, this is not a beer for the faint of heart. That's what they say on their can. And on the website, they say differently. They call it, the beer is a force to be reckoned with. Use of caution is advised. Okay, so this beer is a month older. This can was canned on 11.9. The aroma is not as lively Mm -hmm. as it was for the citrified. It's a lot more reserved. Now they have a category three, which is their their standard. Mm-hmm. And they're they're calling it a true Florida IPA. So it's a category five, obviously meant named after hurricane strengths. Yeah. Uh, so this is like I guess the double version of their category three. I was kind of lost on aroma on this one. You know, it was not very aromatic compared to the the last one from them, and then going on to the flavor. I wonder if it's hop faded in two months because it's there's a lot more I think there's a, there's a lot of different hops going on in here and so the citra was kind of a 
bright and easy. But it was a bright hot burst. You know, it's it's showcasing what it does. And uh, this one, I, I just think it might be too old. This one is it has some mold to it. It's a little bit bitter. The hops aren't lively in this one. Very vegetably vegetable flavors. A lot of green sort of asparagus things coming through. Um, okay, so my second sip, I'm getting into this a little bit more, but it's definitely as a, a strong hop, hoppy, but malty, you know, more malty than hoppy kind of balance on this thing. I, this weird thing is I'm, I'm getting a lot of hops, but it's just, it, they're very earthy and, um, and resiny hops. Mm-hmm. And... It's 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 the lack of brightness that I think is is confusing the palate as opposed to as, as opposed to it being necessarily that it's hot faded. I think it's just that these are not bright. Mm-hmm. And the bitterness is coming on as yeah. I'm drinking this. The bitterness is laying on the tongue. It feels like a two point five ish. I don't feel as pulled down by like Chinook. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that, but I don't feel a big brightness like I would expect of uh, tropical. Flavors. Okay, so here's a thing for you: think hazy IPA mm-hmm. with the mouthfeel, kind of a little less. You know, you, we don't get the huge sulfuric and you know, kind of phase two type hoppy things. Right. I'm getting some things that, even though there's a big bitterness on this one. I'm getting some things that make a little sense in that realm where it's kind of a softer flavor overall. It plays with the molds better. Where the citrified was hop bursted West Coast. Right. Where and then I think this one feels a little bit more softer rounded mouth. I think the, the the overall bitterness hurts that because mm-hmm. just like remember when we had that in hazy IP that was super bitter and it just it did not work. Um, I forget which one that was. It was mm-hmm. a couple, a couple episodes ago. This, I'm also if I take if I take a big gulp of this, I get kind of get a more of a creamy type, like creamsicle type thing in there as well. That's why that's part of the reason that I started looking at this through a kind of a hazy lens, hazy IP lens. I see there's like kind of elements of this beer that kind of make sense in that that style. So this is the kind of beer that I think is one of those that we've talked about where. At the bar, you'll be fine with it, but when it's under <laughs> under the scope of the analysis, yeah. it it tends to suffer more mm-hmm. than than you might think. Um, because yeah, I think this would be this would be plenty. This would be fine in a bar, even though the the, the bitterness is a little lingering. Mm-hmm. It just sort of makes you want to get another one. Uh, yeah. it's but as a like as a pure like spotlight shined on it yeah. it feels it's like it's over bitter and it doesn't uh it, it isn't as bright as 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 a citrified rather and especially after having the citrified being really impressed with that it just doesn't live up to what yeah. the citrified did mm-hmm. okay after that we rinsed our glasses Let's go to Jailbreak Brewing Company. They sent us a few beers. Last week on the show, we did their um, 
Christmas Van Dammit, right? Van Yeah, I can't it was yeah, this is Van Dammit. Last week was a Christmas version. I'm trying to remember exactly what the name was. I think it was some other clever pun. Anyway. Did you post the show? No, it's <laughs> it's almost done. Okay, so where are we? Van Dammit. Jailbreak. Thank you, Jailbreak, for saying this. Jailbreak is in Maryland. Belgian Strong Dark at 9.1% alcohol by volume. Yeah, so without seeing the label, the name might not make the same amount of sense. It's a Belgian style beer. Mm-hmm. John Dam Van. Or John Claude. John Claude <laughs> Van Dam. Van Claude. Yes. John Claude Van Dam is the muscles from Brussels, right? He's mm-hmm. a Belgian martial arts guy. So this label has a guy in one of those like Taekwondo uniforms and some nunchucks and a headband and he's yelling, damn it. And it's superimposed behind like a 1970s style van where it says van beside van, damn it. And the hood's open and steam's coming out and has a flat tire. So he's mad at his van. Mad at his van. So this may be somewhat topical because Amazon is coming out with a new show. Jean-Claude Van Johnson, I think, where he's he plays himself, but as like a secret agent. <laughs> okay. Something like that. All right. Awesome. Which is all, to me, it all comes back to the old uh, failed pilot, Heat Division, and Jack, where, have you ever seen this one? This was mm-hmm. a Dan Harmon, Rob Schroffing. This was their first thing they did in Hollywood. They, um, Jack Black is a motorcycle. It's like, it's, it's sort of a... Sort of a Knight Rider type thing. Jack okay. Jack Black is in a motorcycle. Uh, his his is the motorcycle. No, he he oh. is he drives a motorcycle. Okay. His motorcycle has been fused with the personality of his deadbeat roommate, who is the voice of Owen Wilson. So <laughs> it's a talking motorcycle. Uh, and they're chased by Ron Silver. Okay, Ron Silver, you know mm-hmm. the bad guy in Time Cop. Back to John Clover and mm-hmm. bad guy in Time Cop. He is plays himself. As an actor who is also is chasing it? after him because NASA is evil and NASA is trying to find him. He so Jack Black <laughs> he, he, he got a mission, got too close to the sun and expanded his brain. So when the sun is out, he's really really smart. How did this not get picked up? <laughs> you watch it, you can see. No, it's great. It's it also like great. It, it it's it's great, um, but it's also like twenty years old. So you keep that in mind. But. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so silly that it works just as a pilot and you can you can think about imagining it but it's so fun but then at, at, when it's over you're you're not like I don't, I don't know if you're really strong strongly <laughs> desiring more of it because it's <laughs> okay. like I can see them doing I don't know four or five episodes of it or making it to a movie but I can't see them really getting a series to go out of this all right, so this one is clear. It has a dark cherry wood type color to it. It's called Heat Vision and Jack, for anybody who's going to look that up. Heat Vision and Jack. It's readily available on YouTube. The head fell down on this one pretty quickly. Roma-wise, I'm getting some kind of roasty, toast, toasty malts. Almost a little woody on the nose, actually. Getting like kind of a woody dried cherries, dried apples, 
type aroma. Dried apples. That that makes more sense to me. Woody didn't. I mean, it was, it, it's. It, I don't know. It, it, it's not an aroma you would expect in a Belgian double type thing. It's it, it's very alcohol heavy on the aroma. It's a little boozy. Not really hot, but like yeah, but boozy. Boozy, yeah. And um, the apple. When you were saying wood, I just it was not clicking for me, and it was just like it, those those words. Like when you said apple, suddenly it did. Now going to the flavor, I'm getting woody things as well. I'm getting almost like a touch of like Palo Santo, like from Dogfish. I'm getting it mixed in with some uh, more Belgian dark fruits, but it has a pretty dry and moderately thin body to it. Take another sip. Might be a cup. Might take a couple of sips to calibrate from the, you know, big bitter double IPA from Due South. Mm-hmm. Got some. Molasses that time. Yeah, yeah, something like molasses. Um, there's a bitterness to this one, isn't there? It's like a either we're either the the bitterness from Duth House is, is is sticking on our tongue, or there's a bitterness here. I can't tell which one it is. I think this one's carrying some bitterness through it. So it's a little unusual for like a Belgian double, mm-hmm. but I don't think they call this one a double per se. I think it's called a Belgian dark, right? Yeah. So, okay, so it's Belgian dark. Think more like something from Unibrew, right? Where it's a little bit more minerally. I can kind of see this has more rounded edges to it. It's not quite granity or anything like that. But maybe that's what I'm considering more of a wood-like thing, a more tannic thing or something like that. Has uh, so this one's I'm, I'm I'm curious by this one right because it's not falling into like an easy bucket, it's not like falling into flavors that are uh, recognizable and comfortable. There's a little bit it's, of plum I'm getting now. Um, there's some kind of uh, so the last one I remember there were a lot of warming spices in it. This one, yeah. I'm feeling like there, there's some phenols that are there that are similar to like nutmeg or something like okay. that. Maybe a little bit of cinnamon too, but it's not. Yeah, I mean, so it's like, actually spice. So like right that. now, I feel like there's a story going on, and I haven't figured it out yet. Mm. Like I haven't figured out how what lens to look at this beer through. Like I feel like I'm missing something. Who's the main character? Is it the malt? Is it the is it the yeast? Who's our Who's our protagonist in this story? Actually, you know what? I might have just figured something out. Think Doppelbach. Right? Think somebody like Doppelbach, Doppelbach. But bring it back Belgian-y a little bit. Or maybe like, you know, take a Doppelbach and ferment with Unibrew yeast or something like that. So it gets a little bit of that fruitiness, the appleiness, uh, the plum. And definitely mm-hmm. plum, not prune. You were right by saying plum has that more kind of... Uh, the beer doesn't come across as acidic, but it has a kind of flavor that's associated with the flesh and the, right. the acidity, as opposed to a super sweet, set, you know, mm-hmm. condensed type flavor. I don't know. I don't. 
And then I don't have no I don't have many Doppelbox in my memory banks. The only one that I can think of is Trogues. This doesn't really taste like Trogues. So yeah, I think more like Celebrator. It's been a it's been a long yeah. time. Yeah. So I I'm thinking the like kind of the malt bill. It almost feels like it it has that melanoidin thing, almost like it was decocted, but because it's that kind of maltiness overlaid with a Belgian fermentation, it's 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 um not something we're ready to kind of like i said bucket right away like mm-hmm. like oh this is obviously this no because it it it's kind of a different treatment on some things i do like that the van on the cover is a maryland plate or at least a maryland flag on its plate mm-hmm. on the license plate um maryland is one of the states that requires you to have a license plate in front in addition to the back it's one of those little rules and the top of the flagpole has to have a cross on it. Is that true? Yes. I did not know that. A cross or like a plus? A cross. Huh. That's interesting. Like if you go down to D.C., where they have... I was on tour in D.C. when I was in Scouts, right? And like all the flagpoles have balls on top. Mm-hmm. Including the United States flag, but the Maryland one has a cross on top. That's <laughs> weird. So, uh, yeah, this beer is interesting. It's uh, it's not it's it's not quite what you'd expect. Yeah, uh, it, it, like I said, it's it's intriguing, but it's it's uh, it's different. It's not falling into any easy kind of mm-hmm, categorization. Mm-hmm. I I think I I think I I mean Greg's not with me, but I think if I look at it as a doppelbock with a little bit more estuary type fermentation you know that it's makes, a bopple duck yeah bop, yeah <laughs> it makes more sense that, that's it. what that's what we should call it we should call it a bopple duck bopple duck <laughs> it's <a> belgian <laughs> bopple duck genius mm-hmm. freaking genius <laughs> should name it from man damn it to the bopple duck, <laughs> bopple duck. we are tastemakers <laughs> 2018 will be the year of the bubble dog. All it takes is a spoonerism, and suddenly you have a whole new name. 2018 will be the year of the bubble dog. Not what was it you, you tweeted about? Something red ales. Red ales. Yeah. What? What are you talking about? It just they're showing up. Like so, we had that. Maybe it's because we had those um, that red thing on the show and then i saw maui put out a press release that they're releasing a new red ale and and i saw someone else i saw like so like in a week i saw like three like two press releases and then i also had a red ale and i just it's probably just a blip but you know i just wanted to i wanted to i wanted to put a tweet out there in the historical record in case red ales become a thing (laughs) i don't think they will i don't think so either but we'll see um you know what this sound means. You're probably by this point done with all your Christmas shopping and Hanukkah shopping. Never and, too early to start uh, for Valentine's uh, Day. <laughs> Plenty of people have birthdays. Um, you probably want something, right? You're probably like, hey, I, I want Yeah, treat yourself. Yeah. I mean, Christmas came and went and you didn't get the Fetzer valve you were looking for. Well, you can go on Amazon and buy a Fetzer valve. You can't get Bobble Box on there yet. 
in some places I think you can actually weirdly but it's like there's a very small be very careful of... searching for bopple dog yes. it might not be the, <laughs> the thing you're looking for uh, but yeah so go to craftbeerradio.com slash amazon whenever you go to amazon.com that way we get a percentage uh, and you don't have to pay any extra and that's um, that way you don't have to go to patreon to do anything with that you don't have to pay pallets or anything you can support us by just doing what you normally do and and if you do this if you go to craftbeerradio.com slash amazon and your package is delivered by amazon logistics the guy will be a little bit happier he'll smile at you when he drops off the package when he I, drop, I when, cannot when, guarantee when that. he drop kicks it to your door <laughs> uh, he will be smiling I, I I completely disagree with this guarantee and I I, I do not think that I do not I do not think that Jeff should be making it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we have uh, two beers left. You turned me all the way off, did you? Not touch it. Okay, okay. Just making sure you test know. it. Play some stupid sound. See? I thought yeah. you were going to play one of your <laughs> sounds or. Why do you have that queued up? I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the hoppy. Uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. We were talking about this at work the other day, and I kind of vowed to pull out the saxophone and learn Baker Street. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is careless whisper. Oh, that's careless whisper. Oh, yeah. back okay. Alright, so this beer is from Omnipolo. This is Lustro. And I picked this up, or Heather picked this up at John Deagle the other day. She's like, you need any beer for Christmas? I'm like, yeah, give me something hoppy. So she got I'm me I'm not sure whether this is the Northeast IPA or not. So this is from Sweden, right? Uh, it was brewed at... They're gypsies. This one was brewed at... Um, Dorchester Brewing Company in Boston, Massachusetts. Okay, so it could very well be a Northeast IPA. Well, it's a it's it's a cloudy yellow thing that's right. supposed to be a double IPA. So um, that's all we know thus far. When I saw Omnipolo, did I you thought, find this on their website when I was looking for it? No, I, I went to Untapped. Oh, you, I you see. Know, uh, they call it the Lustro White Ultra Light Double IPA. Okay. Uh, at eight percent alcohol by volume, so I don't know what ultra light means. I asked Heather. I think like, it it's, it, it's, it's the color is very light. This is batch OPL two, so this is probably a date code from um, Dorchester. Mm-hmm. So it's you know the second batch of Omnipolo that they've done. Uh, so it says OPL two dash AG, and then it says one two two one two. I don't think that's a date. I, I don't know. I. I can't imagine it's a date, right? Because what would it mean? December 12th of of 2012? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, or it might be the the whole, like, maybe it's a hunt. Then you have hazy IPAs in 2012. It's not 122 days into something. I don't know what that means. Uh, the uh, Heather asked, or I guess the, the beer guy, John Eagle, was there. And he says it's it was less than two weeks ago that it came in, so... Should be fresh. All right. Um, 8% alcohol volume, 80 IBU. Omnipolo does not apparently mean many chickens. 
Shouldn't be. We should mean like one chicken or the chicken, right? Omni. No, omni, like omnidirectional. As opposed um, to unidirectional. Okay. Well, that smells like a hazy IPA right there. It does. It actually reminds me a little bit of the citra, citrified. This one has that that softer, kind of creamy type aroma to it. So yeah, I, it's not as hop bursted. It's kind of more mellowed. I've been going to Untapped lately because Untapped, what I've found is that it has more information in general than other sites. Uh, so Untapped can usually have information that I don't see when like Rate Beer or uh, or, or Beer Advocate. But this had the information they have. Is usually what they give the description that that, that the uh, the brewery gives. Apparently, the brewery description is every man and every woman is a star. Yeah, the website's a little, a little weird. It, you know, they're a gypsy brewery, so it's kind of like how Evil Twins website doesn't have all that much information mm-hmm. on it. But uh, moving on to the so the aroma on this one, you know, I'm smelling kind of that soft hazy IPA thing, right? Where you're getting uh creamsicle mm. something like that moving on to the flavor it it definitely substantiates that uh premonition it has the neat, the thing that's kind of like novel about this is it kind of has this little like lemon lime soda type flavor to it like a little burn on your tongue and a little bit limey or something do you get that at all I was getting more lemon, more. I mean, not necessarily the lime part. I was getting like thinking that this might be lemon drop in there because it does have. But on top of that, I'm getting kind of a little products. carbonation zing on the tip of my tongue as well. Sure. When I think like lemon lime, I, I tend to think more like Seven Up. Okay. And I don't get that here because it's been a long time since I had a Seven Up, so I don't really. Or maybe know. I'm thinking like a Mountain Dew or a Surge or something like that. You know? But that's more like. Melon than okay. lemon, right? It's, I'm hard. I've hardly had much Mountain know. Dew beyond yeah. my teenage years. Yeah. So. Mountain Dew. <laughs> I remember when, because Dew, you think Dew Dew, and you hear Mountain Dew, and they say Dew the Dew, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> he said do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe it was in butthead years where that was that was extraordinarily funny to me. Shut up, Beavis. Shut up, Beavis. <laughs> You're not doing it right. He doesn't he doesn't go <laughs> Okay. But it's like I saw a thing really quick aside since we're doing Beavis and Butthead. Uh, the Internet Archive, archive.org, has all the Liquid TV episodes. Yes, on. right, including the Frog Baseball episode, <laughs> which got banned. Right. Because that, that was the first Beavis and Butthead cartoon, and they were literally. It was a little like, short on Liquid yeah, TV. And they were literally hitting frogs with bats, and it got banned because MPV didn't want to promote. Kids doing that, and there was remember the fire thing, the early episode of Beavis and Butthead, where uh, they they lit something on fire, and then like some four year old or five year old burned down his house. That sounds rings a bell. And a bell. and the blame they blame Beavis and Butthead for that, and then f- there was an edict on Beavis and Butthead that he couldn't say fire anymore. 
Oh, because Beavis would be like, ah, fire, fire, fire. Right, right, right. And so they, they would get around that by, like, they mentioned Mrs. Doubtfire, and Beavis would go, hey, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Don't let your kids watch Beavis and Butthead. Oh, you let your kids watch Beavis and Butthead, but don't let them play with, like, teach them that fire is is bad. Fire is bad. Fire bad! I was in Boy Scouts. Every 13-year-old boy is a pyromaniac. Uh Uh-huh, yeah! (laughs) Yes! Okay, so back to the Lustro. I like this. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's a four-pack of Hazy IPA I was able to pick up at the local store. And, uh... Has a little bit of that kind of lemon soda type thing going on there. You know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let Greg sway me and say that it's not lime. I was just you don't get lemon sodas. You get lemon lime sodas. That's the main right. reason yeah. I mentioned it. But uh, a little light. Yeah. Well, it's a white, extra light. Whatever. Yeah. Right. At eight percent though, but I mean, like it's an eight percent beer, but it's a little. It feels strangely light on the palate. Um, I, I I would. But I, yeah, I, w- I would definitely get this. This is good. I'll be drinking the other three cans tomorrow, Christmas Eve. I bet. All right, time to rank the beers that we drank. Oh, <laughs> scratch that, because <laughs> there's a full can of beer right here. Dusk till dusk from jailbreak. This is. Uh, a 10-barrel blend of two distinct imperial stouts and a barley wine. Aged for up to 40 months. Wait, what? In... Start over. Wait, what is this? It's a, tr- it's a 27th Solomon of Dusk Till Dusk. It's a 10-barrel tw- blend of two distinct imperial stouts and a barley wine. Aged for up to 40 months in meticulously selected bourbon, rum, and rye barrels. Holy smokes. That's a lot of work, man. Sip, sip slowly, enjoy endlessly, and live immortally. 14.4% alcohol by volume out of a can. Okay, so why is the vampire biting at a goose's neck? Is that a Maryland thing, too? I don't <laughs> know. Is that a d- goose or a swan? I'd say it's a white goose. Long neck, though. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh my goodness, the aroma on this guy. Whew. Barrels, like rum, calvados even, like a little bit apple in there. Ooh-wee. Kind of smells like, you know, I've had... Oh, jeez, I don't even know. This oh, like... jeez. Oh, t- <laughs> <laughs> It's getting weird. <laughs> no, this smells delicious. It smells amazing. Yeah, so I just well, yeah. Okay. It's a lot going on in there. There is. So, I mean, like so they said rum and bourbon and rye. and rye. I would go with things like there's Calvados and wine, like white wine, like a little bit of Chardonnay or something in there. Don't smell uh, that. Don't smell that? Okay. Um, Maybe oakiness, but that's, that could be yeah. just from the barrels. Yeah. 
it's not bourbony in the nose so much. It smells. It's there. It smells really good. Well, it smells like a lot. I don't and know. the aroma, well, the aroma is so expressive. It's it's putting so much out when you just take a sniff. It's 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 really a lot. Like norm, I don't know. Normally, I love when when a beer has like this much going for it, but I almost feel confused by how much is coming out of it. Well, we haven't tasted it yet. No, right? no. But from the aroma, I mean, one thing is when I first smelled this, it feels it smells kind of like a beer from the brewery. You know, like um, Green Monday, Black Tuesday. You know, I guess, but those those I mean, like I I remember like smelling those beers and being like, ah, I just want to keep smelling them. And this doesn't have that effect on really. Me. Yeah, I, that's no, it, a, that's definitely the effect I have on it, this. It because it feels confused to me. It feels like there's so much going on that I can't find the, the through line. There's a little bit of like mapley utopias aroma coming off of this. Yeah, there's a little bit of everything. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah. And I can't find the trend line. I can't find that that the oh. thing that pulls me through. Take a sip of Just this. Just a Take a sip of this thing. So, you know, I thought it was an Imperial Stout, but tasting this thing, it's like a barrel-aged barley wine with a little bit of vanilla bean added to it. That's what you said, barley wine and Imperial Stout. I know, so. I know, but the label says, when I pulled this out of the fridge, it says barrel-aged Imperial Stout. Okay. The, but it's not, the Imper- sip- it's not really Imperial Stouty. It's more barley winey, but it's also more vanilla the sip made sense to me because it, it does kind of go stouty and then barley honey and then kind of into this and then French toast. Yeah, French. Yeah, there's definitely French toast in this. Mm-hmm. They they added French toast. <laughs> so I, I have it on strong authority. Yes, the, the, the French toast is a very a very good call because that's what the end feels like. It feels like syrup mm-hmm. and syrup soaked egg. It, it it has that syrupy kind of mouthfeel too. It's viscousy mm-hmm. and sweet. It, I think I think you know an. Comparing this to some of the beers, it reminds me a bit of from, Utopias, it, 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 especially the end bit. There's that, the, but also some of the beers from the brewery. Some of those, you know, really cold beers from the brewery. This kind of lines up with it. I mean, so you were confused by the aroma. Yes, is the flavor more concise for you? Much more. Yeah, yeah. I think the flavor is like really. No, the flavor is is on point for sure. The aroma was, and it probably. Still is, yeah. Confusing to me. Is there a little tobacco there? There's a bunch of things going on there. Confusing or expressive? Both. Both, because it's so expressive that it's confusing. Mm Because like I said, I can't find the thrill and I can't find the signal in the noise. Mm -hmm. Um, The flavor flavor works. Kills it. Yeah. So, you know, we're getting this sweet, bourbon-y, caramel, vanilla... Melanoidin, yeah, barley wine it jumps up. It's like a, it, it's a bit like bracing at first, but then it really calms down and gives you this nice sort of caramel into the, th- the thing. I'm, the thing I'm not getting is imperial stout. It comes up in, in the very beginning. Okay, it's a lot of caramel stuff going on, but in the beginning of the flavor, I think it sort of hits yeah. you imperial style. I mean, so I guess if you if you compare it to the stratosphere of imperial styles like Black Tuesday, mm. then I guess you're getting similar flavors. Yeah. Um, if you're thinking of like a 
pedestrian imperial stout. You know, you're not getting those flavors from it, really. You gotta hold on. This one is fourteen point four percent. This is this is big. Yeah, I think I want to sit with this one and enjoy this for yeah, the post show. Re- let's reflect. So uh, I definitely want to down this. <laughs> no. Um, all right, ranking. Now it's time to rank. We're, we're, we're ready. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> so let's see where these line up. Over this one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that works. Okay, from the bottom, I'm gonna put the Joe Baker Van Dammit and in sixth place. The Belgian style dark ale. I think it's a it's a pretty good bopple dock. <laughs> it, but it, you know, it was flavors that I'm not accustomed to having together. Right, it had that kind of lagery, melanoidy, the malty, toasty thing going on yep. with the apple plum type esters from a Belgian fermentation. Um. The flavors just didn't really fit together all that well. It just didn't make it uh, an easy pick to move it up the list. I'm going to put the Shiner Cosmos in fifth place. You know, it's it's bigger than a Vienna Lager. It's smaller than a good multi-Bock beer. But it's probably the most satisfying Shiner beer I can think of that I've ever had. It, it didn't leave me wanting. It didn't say, well, it's good. It, it's okay but no this one was just good and exciting no but good yeah we, we had other shiners that have been good before wasn't there half a very good i'm trying to remember yeah I, guess, I, guess, I think their kolsch might have been pretty good too yeah their kolsch yeah i'm gonna put the do south category five ipa in fourth place uh i, I want to try this beer fresh I think 60 days on out of its 90-day lifespan, I think, hurt the beer. Uh, but once I got used to it, it was kind of that hazy IPA. You know, there was notes of it. It was half hazy, uh-huh. three-quarters hazy, something like that. There were some neat things going on in there. But, I mean, I'm also comparing it to its sibling, a Citrified. And that beer was much fresher and much more hop-burstier and much more delicious. Yep. Yep. And uh, I'm going to put the Lustro from Omnipolo. In third place, uh, it's cool seeing that you can get kind of that hazy IPA can on the shelf at my local grocery store. Uh, it was pretty good. It, it was not quite as satisfying and full-bodied as some of the really good ones. Um, you know, the, the, the tree houses and the Brew Gentlemen's and, you know, some of the other ones that we've had recently. But, you know... It it wasn't a slouch. It, it stood in as well. Had that neat lemon soda thing going on as well. I'm going to put the Citrified in second place. This beer was awesome. The Citrified really was hop-bursted and bright and fresh and brought all kinds of neat flavors. And we were talking so much about tomatoes. And that was not because it was the leading flavor in the beer. is because it was the novel flavor in right, the beer. Yeah. But the beer brought this saturation yeah. well it was a it was a level of saturation on their hopping that certain things arose out of that combination and it was this kind of green tomato cherry tomato type thing and then i'm gonna put the the 
dusk to dusk from jailbreak in first place this thing is just it's it's a big beer 14 percent. it's in all those barrels blended together masterful barrel blending and this thing is just it has notes of utopias it has notes of black tuesday it has notes of delicious barley wine it has vanilla it's it's just oh my goodness okay a little bit different in my rankings uh number six van dammit so i agree with you there um uh <laughs> no none of the beers here were bad which is good it was good to have a, a show. I like a, I love, we we always have a show where none of the beers are like bad or even like eh, right? They're all like decent to good. Um, this this was this was a good beer. That this was a a bopple dock that you know that invented the style for us, but it uh, mm-hmm. it it works uh, mostly mostly. Uh, in fifth place, uh, I'm going to put the Shiner as well. I, I think that. It's like, I, I, I felt like the Shiner sort of was more rounded in an experience than than, than the uh, Van Dammit. Uh, but I wasn't, you know, like, amazed by it, but it was definitely drinkable to me. In fourth place, I'm also going to put the Category 5. Uh, this was, yeah, I mean, it, it, it suffered severely in uh, in comparison to the Citra 5, which was uh, really excellent. Um, and, and this sort of felt like it was more confused. Uh, in third place, I'm also going to put the Omnipolo, the, the Lustro. Uh, great hazy IPA, if you, especially if you can get it easily. It's great to have a hazy IPA on, mm-hmm. on the shelf. But it did feel a little bit kind of under... I don't know, there, there, there's under flavors. Like it, 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 didn't feel, it didn't feel as full as other Northeast IPAs that I've had. So even though it has it 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 almost is cheating in a sense by being a a northeast IPA, and you know that helps it get get up right. in the rankings. It doesn't go all the way. I'm gonna though switch the number one, number okay. two. Around. You you are allowed. Uh, the dusk till dusk. I, I you know I enjoy. Um, part of it is okay. I have to drive home, so I can't like I. I'll I, take it I, off. I really, I'll yeah, take it off. Yeah. I may have to give most of it to Jeff, uh, but part of it is also. That the citrified was so good. I really, really enjoyed the citrified. I read, mm-hmm. and I was like, I wanted to get a six pack. I wanted to go, like, I want to go to to the sheets out right out here and grab a six pack and take it home. That's how much I like the citrified. And that was unlike any of the beers. I, I, I sent a text to Heather. I said, "You got to come try this." She said, "I'm not talking." I'm like, "You don't have to here." <laughs> so here, Heather's in the room. Everyone, she's gonna try the dust to dusk. It's a 14% Imperial Stout barrel aged in like 10 different barrels. And she nods and yeah. says it's good. Awesome. Glad you like it. <laughs> she always yells at me when I tell her I have amazing stouts and don't invite her down. So, And I heard her, you were moving the elf, right? That's why I heard you upstairs. Damn elf on the shelf. It's a torture. Oh, elf on the shelf. Always, always with the, with the problems. Make sure he strung me outside of his door. <laughs> all right so there you go that that that's my deal citrified go for it man find citrified definitely do south brewing boynton beach and hey if you find Florida. dust till dusk uh pick that up too and really? if you find lustro pick that up yep still city beer is the importers for these guys so. all right in pittsburgh and the other ones i mean you know you can take them really oops
Don't he, drop your laptop, man. You can take him early. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Craft Beer Radio on this eve before the eve of Christmas. Oh, thank you, guys. Oh, that was, I'm like, why, why, why am I playing applause? I don't get it. There we go. I had to mute the computer when Heather was texting me back. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to contact us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, email is beer at craftbeerradio.com. On Twitter, I am at Jeff Bear. I'm at CBR Greg. And you can also tweet at craftbeerradio. At Greg Weiss was taken. So. Not damn Greg Weiss. He's There's so many of them. There's so many. Like eight of them that I know of. There's a we'll talk about we'll talk about Greg Weiss's and Jeff Bears in uh, <laughs> the post show. Thanks everyone for listening to the show. We really do appreciate it, and we will see you again. Well, I guess our next show is going to be the New Year's Eve show, huh? Seems like it, yeah. Okay, so follow up. Oh, we're not going. If you hear this before New Year's Eve, check out our Twitter and figure out how to join in on the live mayhem of the live show. Execute order. Don't give my sister a cut, they tore it. We don't want a jinx, 